Welcome to Public Showering, created by me, Sophie Duncan. This is the only podcast designed specifically for pole artists, aerialists, and movers of all kinds who want to learn how to build amazing choreography, tell your stories, and be the best performer you can be. Part of my Sadasi creative coaching system, I'll help you unlock your full fierce and creative selves using professional dance, theater, choreography, and circus tools, plus a hint of real life backstage stories and some simple confidence boosting skills. So today I want to talk about what I'm calling Don't Be Afraid, Be Logical. And this is all about your approach to stepping in the studio for the first time or just going to your local gym. So the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I'm generally inspired by sort of an experience that I've been having multiple times, usually when I'm running in the, in the gym. And also just from, I guess, some recent experiences I've had with... Um, friends and other people wanting to start pole but being afraid that they're not strong enough so the reason why i'm calling it don't be afraid be logical is i think that a lot of people before they've even stepped into the room they've put their brain in the room before they get there and their brain gives them this block of it's going to be terrifying everyone's going to judge me it's going to be weird um that's all lies it is going to be weird Pole dancing is weird, and we should accept that and be very happy about it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I hope that in this podcast, I just want to tell you stories from myself as a fitness professional, as a performer, and also that kind of my journey from me arriving in pole for the first time, and also what I experience when I'm in the gym. So, first of all, before I really get into the, the, the depths of it... I'm just going to be talking completely from experience. I'm not a personal trainer and I'm not a psychologist, okay? So, you know, if you you seek more professional help, then please go forth and do that. But I just want to say that this is just me. (laughs) This is just what I experienced. And sort of like the inner ponderings of Sophie Duncan. So, first of all, I'm going to talk to you about my journey into pole and me also feeling a bit strange. So... Um, I mentioned before I started training with uh, Lorna Walker in Chesterfield and it was kind of an exchange between uh, her wanting to do some more dance and me wanting to do pole so we started doing that and also later on I trained with Lisa Hammond so I have to say that I did kind of go past the arriving at the studio for the first time and freaking out kind of moment that that thing I've already done Um, so if you're thinking about starting pole dance for the first time then welcome welcome to this podcast. If you're also somebody that has got friends and family or anyone that you know that wants to do a poll but they're not sure and they feel like they need to be stronger, this will be a fun podcast to send over to, to your friends. Okay, so when you go to a poll centre or studio for the first time, absolutely nobody cares whether you're there or not, <laughs> which sounds really, really mean. But I mean that in the sense of a teacher. So if someone comes to my dance class, then they're in the room. If they don't come to my dance class, the room still exists, whether they're there or not. So the only thing that will really make a difference is when you finally get into the room, the role of the teacher, from my perspective, the role of the teacher or the instructor is to make you feel welcome and make you feel happy and make sure that everything about your experience is fun, uplifting, new, challenging and I would I would say that any teacher that I've met will absolutely give you all of those things in a beautiful little hello welcome to my pole studio package 
because any any trainer that I've ever met has has been so happy that I'm there, especially when I was starting. They will give everything. Like I, I've got so many names in my head of people that I'm so inspired by because they're not just great coaches, but they're also just fantastic people. People. <laughs> so when you're experiencing your new your new your new challenge, whether it's pole or aerial or anything else, try and imagine it from the role of the teacher, because I don't know what you guys do for your living, but I'm pretty sure that whatever you do as a job, you would like to assume that everyone around you feels really good about you being there, right? And kind of put it, put your mind, instead of me being, oh my God, I'm going to a studio for the first time, flip it to the teacher who wants you to be there and they're happy. And then if you really want to, the rest of the people in the room. So in my mind, there are two kinds of people. And again, I'm totally generalizing. So if you don't belong to either of these, do a new podcast. (laughs) But (laughs) there's two kinds of people. There are people that enjoy being part of the crew and slipping into the crew and being part of the identity. And that's a great place to be because you, you're probably a very good people person. You love community. You enjoy accepting people into your, your little home. And these are the kind of people that I've met in Paul, especially Paul. When there's a new person in the room, I can be this person as well. That people kind of like, hi, well, who are you? You're the new person. There's usually someone super loud and super like rowdy who always takes the attention in class anyway. So if you're the really shy person that's freaked out about that, there'll be the other person in the room that does this all the time. People like to involve people into their clan in a poll in a poll place because it's already a really niche place anyway. So it's nice to have people grow. And if you arrive into the studio and you feel like no one's giving you this vibe, maybe. It's early days, give it another couple of goes, or maybe it's just not the right studio. And believe me, there are hundreds out there. So make sure you go to a studio that makes you feel warm and cozy, and people will serve you that. The second kind of person is the person that I categorize myself of, who needs a room to make them train harder, (laughs) right? I would say this is sort of a slightly extroverted thing. I like other people being around me, And there is a percentage of this, which I guess you could see as a negative, is that I like showing off. (laughs) But I'm trying to put it from a different perspective. I get adrenaline out of people watching me. And not everyone's in this category, which is probably why I'm a performer. But I'm sure people are listening thinking, no, that's me. That's definitely me. I like other people being there, A, because of safety. Because training on your own means that you're putting yourself in danger at all times which is scary, because especially if you're going to do big tricks, you should be having mats or a camera or have some someone that you can call or have someone that will call you at a certain time to check that you're okay. Because obviously if you land on your head and you are not able to get up, that's a big problem, right? So I like other people being around me just for the safety aspect, but I like other people being around me also because I then have an expectation of myself, whether this is positive or negative, I don't know, that I want to try harder and look better and push myself with other people. And you will also find your training crew as well. Because if you like to sort of help each other out and push each other on, but you're both sort of laid back, like, I'll let you do it first so then I can see, that's a great thing as well. Learning from other people is a a wonderful thing. But also there's the other clan, and I went to a really cool pole jam a few weeks ago in Birmingham where we were all sort of pushing. We We weren't showing off, we were just doing the next thing and doing the next thing and doing the next thing and... I think that's great. And if you can find your clan, go in there, get involved and try and make that happen. Okay. Like it's okay. And again, if you're listening to this being like, I am really quiet and I just don't, nothing about this happens. Don't worry. The quiet person in the room 
is also a great person to be because probably you're the person that watches. You learn a different way, okay? You probably learn more by listening and visuals. You might not be a kinetic learner as in someone that's physic physical learner. You're the kind of person that thinks. And these people are also great. I like these people that are quiet, they think about things, and they're calm. And this is also lovely. So figure out what kind of person you are. Also, part of the don't be afraid, be logical thing. When you put fear ahead of your experience, you're so busy panicking about what everyone thinks about you that you're going to stop you growing. The logical reason that you're there is because you decided at some point you want to learn a new skill, in this case, pole or aerial. And to get to that goal, you have to get through this moment. So this, the fear that you have is something that's there from a long time ago, something that we don't really need anymore as humans. And I want to just little take a moment to talk about a podcast I listen to by Cara Lowenthal. So she does a podcast called Unfuck Your Brain, which is really fun. I <laughs> uh, definitely recommend it. And it's a, it's a feminist podcast for sort of like to kind of keep you moving with your career. It talks about all kinds of things. And she talks a lot about this idea that uh, we have our lizard brain. We have our like our brain in the, in the front of our head, our modern brain that deals with modern day things. But she also talks about what she calls her lizard brain, which is the brain that back in the day when we were cave people, we would use it to run away from bears and know the fight or flight response. Now, in modern day society, we don't have bears running after us. So we have new fears. And this this brain, it can't, lizard brain, it cannot tell the difference between the fear of a bear and the fear of going into a pole studio. It only knows fear. That's all it knows. So if we decide that going to the pole studio or the gym is is fearful, it will make us do things like all our bodies will start to do things, the adrenaline will go, and it will, it will cause all these things. But actually, it's only because we, as a person, decided that, that, is, that it is scary. But the reality is, it's not. It's a room. It's a room full of people who are there to help you, and you decide that you want to do something great, and now this lizard brain is being like, ah, it's a bear! <laughs> and, and it isn't so, so try to just kind of take the big picture of what you're doing you're trying to push your career your sport forward your general fitness your ambitions forward so just be logical it's a logical thing you're just in a room you're, just, you're going to do some sport that's all you're doing you're going to go and do some sport it's actually no nowhere near as crazy as, as you need to be um, my experience of doing this so I because I trained with Lisa Hammond and Lorna Walker early on in, in my sort of pole steps, and I've, because I'm a performer, I missed out that nervousness of going to the studio the first time. But the closest thing I can talk about is when I went to do, to do open training for the first time. Because as a dancer, I can dance all day long on my own, have a magical time, because I can improvise for days and days and days. But then I had this thing that was a pole, and that's one of the times I felt so weird. I felt like, I don't know what I'm doing in this pole, and I've paid to be here. So there is a part of fear which I think can help you, because you either stand there and panic for the next, I don't know, hour, or you will do something just so that you're at least part of the room. Like you might just do some basic dips or spins around the pole. You might just climb it. You might just do some abs. 
at least you're doing something. And that's basically what I did. I sort of knew one combo. So I just trained the parts of that. And then because there were other people in the room, my my reaction to it is there's other people I need to try and look good. <laughs> is that it made me push myself over and over and over again. And I just think that's such a useful thing. Like, if you don't know what to do, just repeat the things that you already have done because you've already done the hard part of being in the room, you know, setting some time aside in your day to be there. So you may as well just do something, something as basic as look on Instagram, look for a picture. You might have like a nice little syllabus from your studio. Get the picture. If you're brave enough, ask someone in the room, like, I've seen this. Is it possible that you could take a second to sort of talk me through it? Because there's always going to be a pole, pole person in the room that does know what they're doing. And I'm, I'm often that person now, and I will be more than happy to show someone a skill. If I'm in the middle of a big old combo and I, I need to focus, I'm, like, I'm really sorry this is not the time, but if you give me half an hour, then I will. Like, people in this industry love it when other people want to talk to you. So, yeah, just be logical. We're just, we're just people in a room all here to do the same thing, and we're here to help each other. And I think that's lovely. The next thing I want to talk about is the logical part of being in a gym. Because very recently, I've started to talk to a handful of people, and I've got some of my own sort of personal experience, of people being really afraid to go to the gym, especially if you perceive yourself to be unfit or not fit enough. And we all need to be logical and remember that the gym is there for your personal development. That's why it's a public space, like a library, like the supermarket. It's just another building. And one thing that I think I sort of realized this as I was in the gym running was just like the pole studio, whether you go to the gym or not, the gym will still exist. The gym doesn't think, well, you didn't rock up today. The gym isn't going to go, yeah, you're here. The gym's just there anyway. It's just there. And everyone in it is just there. You have no control of anyone that's in the gym, anyone that's going to the gym, or anyone that's not in the gym. The gym is the gym. It's just a space with machines in it, which is available to you. So when you go to the gym, and again, I'm not a personal trainer, I'm not a psychologist, so I'm just thinking of, can you walk in gym and feel brave? Some of you will get mad anxiety walking into the gym, and that is absolutely understandable. There are places where I just I just don't feel right. <laughs> the gym is not one of those, fortunately. But I think if you can walk into the gym and at least just sort of think to yourself, this is a space for me and my goals. This isn't a space for other people to judge me for my goals. I'm here to do my goals. And one of the experiences that I think about in my sort of 20 minutes going in my warm-up in the gym, I, I think a lot when I'm, when I'm running all the thoughts come through, which is generally where half my podcasts come from <laughs> when I'm running, is you might think, if you're worried about the gym, that other people are thinking about you and judging you. And I just don't think that's the case. So there's, I've no doubt that other people in spaces will, will think. Like in the same way that you're in Tesco's, you might, someone might walk past with a trolley and be like, oh, that's a nice shirt. You know, people think, people just think about stuff that's happening around them. But I don't think that anyone's really judging any other people in the gym. Like, not judging. Looking, yeah. But I think also you are. If you are scared of going to the gym, think about this logically. You are actually judging the other people in the gym. Saying that they are going to think about you. Thinking negative things about people in the gym. And you're putting a negativity in the entire space before the space has given you a positive vibe. 
So I think if again, if you can just walk in and go, this is my space, and there will be other people in the room, but those other people have their own journeys and their own stories, and I've got nothing to do with it. It can be maybe an interesting way to look at that space, just a little bit differently. So I'm going to give you my story as a fitness professional. So I know that people can and have told me that they get intimidated about me being in the gym. And I think that's really sad. As a fitness person, and I dedicate my life to fitness and training and dancing, it really hurts my feelings that anyone would think that I would, in in some ways, care about another people, another person in the gym. All I care about when I'm in the gym is I have my own internal thoughts. So I'm just going to lay it on the line. When I'm in the gym, I run first because I'm always, always thinking about my weight. And I know that cardio will help me make that go away. Okay, that's my truth right there. I will always run. I've always been the bigger dancer. I've always been the bigger person. And even if someone tells me that my abs are looking great this week, I will still be like, yeah, but there's a bit more bit more space here. I can, I can do better. That's me in the gym. I also go in the gym to do various things that I know that I need to do as a circus person, like leg lifts. I'll do handstand related things. And they look really weird. And again, I know that people will think that I'm probably showing off that I can do a handstand or at the end of my training, I do the splits. That's because I need to do it. (laughs) I literally just need to do it. And when I've been training in circus spaces, like when I was at Dragon or Cirque du Soleil, people are doing the weirdest shit you could possibly imagine. But because that world is full of weirdness anyway, no one cares. Everyone just gets on with it. So when I'm in the gym... Of course, I registered that there's other people around. And I love training at public gyms. I only ever get memberships in public council-run gyms. I do not go to what I would call show gyms. (laughs) Okay, we're not show ponies. I'm not there to have a cute Instagram. I'm there to get sweaty, ratchet, probably make weird noises, probably fart whilst I'm running, like, you know, whatever. Everyone, Everyone has a moment. It's not a pretty place. It's a sweat box. It's a sweat box that smells weird, and that's why the AC is so strong, so the smell disappears. I am not there for anyone else but me, ever, okay? I look around, and I see people that are all differently abled, okay? I'll see the big giant dude, and I'm talking about my council gym, right? I'll see the big giant dude that loves throwing his weights on the floor, and I just think, you're a knob. Did you can't, if you, if you can throw... Like, if you can throw out 15 reps, why the hell can't you put them back on the thing? That happens in every gym. It's going to happen forever. You'll get a handful of people that are Instagramming themselves the whole time. Not the place, but cool. Why not? But for the most part, you just get your average person in a council gym. And that's why I like them. Most council gyms, as well as being there for whatever you need it for, are they're there because there will be various programs like the 65 plus program or the family program or it will often be the gym where the like whoever's doing a college course in sports and fitness will probably get sent to that gym and also there's lots of programs for differently abled people and um different bodies and health programs so you get differently abled people and people of different sizes and i like that because it's a more comfortable gym And again, from the eyes of someone that I think intimidates people who I know people will think that I'm judging them and I really am not. If I see a larger person or someone that I deem to probably be less fit than, I guess, your average person, I'm so thankful that they're there. Because all I'm thinking is, you got here. 
<laughs> it's not my role to be proud of you. Whether I'm in this gym or not makes no difference to your life, but you're in the gym and good on you. That's literally all I ever think if I, if I see anyone in the gym. Most of the time I've got my headphones on, I'm listening to music or I'm listening to a podcast and I just go in. And I know that other people are staring at me doing leg lifts and handstand things and thinking, what the hell are you? You're a crazy person. They might not be thinking that. That's again my inner monologue of freaking out. But, <laughs> but you know, we're all just there to benefit ourselves. So I think if you're worried that you're not strong enough to go to a pole class and that you want to go to a gym first, first of all, I would say, ignore that. Be logical. If you want to do pole, go and train pole. Go ahead and do that. If you're going in the gym to supplement what you're doing and you're about to start to go in the gym, remember the gym is a place for you and everybody else. It's just another room like Tesco's, <laughs> like the library, like... Where do people go? <laughs> like a restaurant. Whether you or I or anyone there is there or not, that day, that moment will still happen. So take that moment. Take your time and go in with goals. If you're really worried about the gym or anything else, of course, in pretty much all gyms, you can have a free personal training half an hour. And anyone that's in the gym, instructors are more than happy to help you go to a machine for the first time. I do this all the time because honestly, half the machines just blow my mind. I have no idea what the hell they're for. And I'll walk over to the machine and I'll press it and I'll, and I will look like a donut. And then I'll be like, excuse me, what? I don't understand how this works. <laughs> and I do that all the time. Go and go and chat with the coaches or the people and usually the red t-shirts and ask them what things are doing and don't be afraid. You've paid to be there, man. You've paid to be there. You've made that decision to put some money, some time and some serious effort into being in a location. So go forth and do it. So <laughs> this podcast isn't just me just having my, my weird moment in the gym. But I honestly believe that you can just go into a space and it belongs to you. And I just hope that everyone can go forward with their training and just feel really damn good about it. If you're loving what you've been hearing in the Public Showering Podcast, you have to experience Sadasi. www.soduncan.com slash Sadasi. It's the online community that is everything you've been hearing in public showering, plus so much more. It's where you can get one-to-one -one help bringing all these ideas to your own work. It's where you can learn new creative coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will blow your mind even more. And it's where you can hang out and chat with other Sadasi members just like you and help each other unlock your creative potential. It's fun, it's chill, and I'm there for you when you need that little bit of extra support. So come join us at www.soduncan.com slash Sadasi. It's been a pleasure to have you with me today. I'll see you there. Love you, bye-bye. <laughs>